Today's podcast is officially sponsored by My Crew Doses. Yes, your ears do not deceive you officially. Amanita muscaria. That is a mushroom, ladies and gentlemen. And this particular blend helps you sleep, helps you rest. Slept like a log. I think I, I tallied nine, maybe ten hours of straight sleep. Usually I get up. Usually I go up to go pee. Not this time. I didn't check my bed. I might have wet myself, but it doesn't matter. I got nine hours of deep sleep. Vivid dreams as well. So if you guys are interested in this stuff, you have to be 18 or older to use this, by the way. If you're interested in this type of thing, go to MyCrewDoses.com. And at checkout, use promo code THECHAMBER. Get you a little 10% off. Boom! And all right, we are live. This is actually happening. No turning back now. And <laughs> that actually sounds like something I said during the first time a lady let me touch her body parts. Uh, <laughs> in, the, in the modern society, my guest today would be known as a, a father figure, a professor, an intellectual, a damn detective, a replication of Dick Tracy. To me, she's known as a sleep fanatic. She's a donut gobbler, a personal priest. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend and sponsor, the infamous Father Bach. Thank you for being here, Father Bach. Appreciate you. Thank you. That was beautiful. Yeah. Is there anything I missed? Uh, I don't think so. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Thank, thank you. Have you ever taken a nap so good that... You wake up on a Saturday night thinking that you missed the bus for elementary school and you're 35 year old. <laughs> yes, I love to take a nap. I love naps so much, but I like a midday nap. So anywhere from like 12 to two. And I usually wake up in a panic. Like I will wake up and my heart will be racing. And Every time? Yeah, not to sound like I have a heart condition, but <laughs> because it only happens after the nap, but it's because I notice like it's daytime. So I'm like, um, what day is it? How oh. old am I? Where's yeah. my child? Like, uh -huh. you know, but it's, you know, it's always during the day. I'm not narcoleptic or anything. It's just that fear once you wake up of like, oh my gosh. I have been so discombobulated sometimes, like when I wake up from a deep nap that like I feel like I haven't actually woken up yet. And I'm just kind of floating in a shell, which is my human meat sack. And like I won't wake up until like, I don't know, maybe a half hour, hour later. Like I'll freak out sometimes like, dude, I need to wake up like my body's awake. But my brain is not awake. Does that make sense? Are you able to move your body? I can move my body. Yeah. Like okay. I'll get in a car and, and drive, which is, I probably oh. shouldn't do, but yeah, that's probably the last thing you should do if you're feeling <laughs> I mentally. And, I just want to get in a car and go 120. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel mentally impaired right now. So I'm just going to take my car for a spin. <laughs> yeah. No, like, like it, it happens whenever I'm about to go to hockey. So like, I'll take a nap and then I'll wake up and then I have to get in my car and drive. I don't like, it's not something controlling me like a little demon got inside of me. It's like, you should go for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. And the, the worst is when, well, that's probably the worst. But the other thing that happens a lot too is when you wake up from a dream, like you were saying, like you miss the school bus. When you wake up from those dreams, everybody's had these dreams where you did not graduate or finish school. And Oof. it's like, 
Have you had those? I'm sure you have, right? Well, I, I think we, me, you and me can contribute that to we went to school next to a poo plant. Yeah. So, we yeah, did. I have had those. I have had those. That definitely. But I wonder if it's just you and me. Had an impact on us. There's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So, as I was telling you earlier, like no one, no one has got a job yet from like the 23 people that were let go and like the round that I was let go in as well at my job. Mm-hmm. No one has found a job yet. So, I was wondering, like, what do you think those people do on their day to day? What do you think that looks like? The people who are in your situation that you used to work with? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're doing what you're doing and just trying to apply and trying to interview, um, trying to make connections, you know, talking to their connections. I'm sure they're trying to work. Um, But do you think it's the financial services industry or do you think it's over the job market overall? I think it's the job market overall. Yeah. That's what I think. But I was more curious to like, I, I, find, I find ways to keep me busy. You know, like I'll apply for jobs and do that. But I mean, dude, I, it's like, after a certain point of just getting so much, like, unfortunately, 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 we decided to go with another candidate. Like you get burnt out. And I'm wondering if these people are burnt out as well, but. I have to stay creative. I have to stay like, keep my thoughts like imaginative and like, I'm, I'll always find some shit to do. That's why I'm like making these podcasts, why I'm trying to create little videos and shit like that. Like I can stay busy. I'm wondering what like the average person, cause I know the average person isn't making fucking videos like I'm making. They're doing podcasts. I'm wondering what, what it looks like for them. Do you think they're just sitting watching TV and getting depressed like that? Or like, what does that look like? It's interesting because you do have a lot of creative outlets and I think that's really good for you. And I think that's really good for most people to have interests and hobbies outside of their careers, because especially in the situation when you're applying and applying and you're getting these emails back, it's, it's hard because it's a lot of rejection and Mm. that's hard to deal with on a day-to-day basis, especially when you're hope you're hopeful Um, And then you just continue to be met with rejection. So for other people, it could be a time for them. Maybe they've wanted to do things and they're in a financial position to do those things like take time off, like travel, like spend more time with their kids. Um, But I think the difficult, the most difficult thing is when you're desperately looking for a job because you really need the money. Then. I don't think you have a lot of time to sit around and watch TV. I think those people are really spending the majority of their day actively trying to find employment. Oh, it sucks though. It's just not like no one is finding shit. <laughs> it's crazy. Like the shit I keep seeing too in this group chat is like massive layoffs again. And then I'm like, okay, so you have these massive layoffs, you have inflation. There's no way this is sustainable. There's no way there has to be there, like something has to be coming like a universal basic income. I don't know how I feel about that, but like these current conditions, they're not livable for the majority yeah. of people. I agree. And I think people, I think Americans are getting very, very frustrated because 
people who are working are getting nearly 50% of their earnings deducted for taxes and seeing billions of dollars being sent to other countries while they can barely afford their groceries and their rent. Yeah. So on the topic of basic universal income, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but I think people are getting to really bad financial situations, e- even people who are gainfully employed, because it's so everything is so expensive. Keep fucking lying to us too, like blatantly lying. Like they say it's 7%, I believe is like what the, the number I keep seeing from the federal government. And like people are posting on social media. This is another topic as well I want to bring up with you is like, how do you figure out what the fuck is true and what's not true? There's so much information, but like they keep saying it's 7% and like other sources of information are saying it's more like 50. It's more like 70% increases. So right. Like, where do you think you, where do you think the correct place to find accurate information is? It's not the fucking government. We know that we found that out. I know. Isn't that scary? It's so scary. It's not the news media because the news media is fucking bought by big pharma. So it's like all these people work for some for somebody and it's all monetization. It's all like how to gain the most money under any fucking circumstance. Yeah, it is scary. Um, but I I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know where the best source for that information would be. Um, And to be honest, I don't know if people care that much about the exact number because like you're saying, they know it's relatively untrue. And um, what I think the majority of people care about is their day-to-day, right? Like what their finances look like, how many hours a day they're dedicating to their jobs, and then they're coming home and they can't afford their basic needs. You know, I I think it's hard for those people to care about inflation numbers when really they just care about being able to afford their groceries and afford their rent and afford their car payments. And all of that is becoming really, really difficult for people. And I do think people are getting fed up with the dishonesty, you know, in many areas. Well, holy shit. Don't don't you think like a big red flag is to make a vaccine a fucking mandate like i had to get i had to show proof that i was vaccinated to go to the goddamn gym at one point that is not the usa what is that that's so scary to me what yeah is that yeah it's crazy because the the government couldn't mandate people get vaccinated so private companies started mandating that yeah Citizens had to be, well, not even citizens, but just, you know, their employees or patrons have to be vaccinated. And that is why a lot of people who were skeptical ended up getting vaccinated because they didn't want to lose their job or they wanted to be healthy and still go to the gym or they were depressed but wanted a social life with their friends and wanted to go to restaurants. You know, they wanted to do these very normal things and felt forced to take a vaccine that maybe they didn't feel totally comfortable with. And that seems that seems really wild that that I happened. Mean, 
how many people got the vaccine strictly to get that 24 case of beer or that double cheeseburger? Well, I did it for the fries, so. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's why we're friends. <laughs> Isn't that insanity, though, that you're marketing a vaccine by offering like a double cheeseburger from Portillo's or like a 24 case of beer or the chance to win money? You know like, how what? you know how there's so um there's so many like deep fakes online and sometimes you see things and you're like is this real or is this a deep fake or is this you know like a parody or a skit I think that yeah. those press conferences of governors giving away lotto tickets and portillos and cases of beer I think people will see those press conferences in the future and they won't believe that that's real. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it didn't seem real at the fucking time. Exactly. It doesn't seem real now. So think doesn't about seem like real five, now. 10 years. Yeah. Good Lord. Oh my God. <laughs> it, it, it's I, what I don't want to happen. I say this a lot on the podcast is like people have amnesia, you know, and just like forget how bad that time was and how ridiculous and how much we were lied to. You know, do you think that a lot of people are just like, ah, wasn't that bad? Do you think there's a lot of that or no? I think there's still a segment of the population that is continuing to get vaccinated and boosted yeah. and don't mind having their freedoms stripped away. Um I think there's still people that believe like if it's for the greater good, then they'll do it. But I think oh. it's been proven that the lockdowns were not good for people's mental health. It did not stop the spread of COVID. And that's so interesting to me because early on, um, like health officials were saying, this is going to spread no matter what. It's It's a respiratory virus. It's going to spread no matter what. So it's so crazy to me that all of that still happened when from the very beginning, it was pretty well known that most people are going to get this. What bugs me is that someone somewhere had to have known that the vaccine was not 100% effective. They had to have known that. Yet it seems like the vaccines were purchased and they had to push them to people. Like, because they already bought it. They already bought into it. So they didn't care about the side effects that can be happening. They didn't care that it wasn't effective. They bought this. It's a burden on them. And they might as well make all the fucking money they can off of this and push it. And they can control the narrative. So that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's really interesting. I never thought of it that way. Um, because it is... A respiratory virus, right? Like think about all the things that we don't have like vaccines or cures for. And I've seen other people talk about this online. Like think about HIV, think about cancer. Like, yes, there have been advancements, but there's no like rush to get something right. in a year and a half out to all these people who have those illnesses. So this, it, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It just seems like it was so rushed. But not only, like you were saying, um, did they know 
whether or not it was effective or how effective, did they know how safe it was or unsafe? I think they had trials. Didn't they have trials? And like the the trials were, if you look into it, were pretty bad. It looks like, like it wasn't effective. Yes. But think about this. They were very early on. They were telling pregnant women to get the vaccine and that it was safe and it was never tested on pregnant women. So what that should see like that to me is just like every human being is a number and we might as well try and get 300 bucks out of that person, no matter what their fucking status is as a person. Like, I don't care if you're, if you have a, a kid in your stomach, because it's shit. You're 300 bucks. Take this vaccine. Don't give a fuck. It's a large picture. Yeah. I don't, that's the one thing that really scares me because it was never tested. So how can you, on pregnant women, so how can you say this is safe for an unborn baby? This is safe for a mother carrying a baby um, and really encourage that group of people to, that group of women to take a vaccine. It's really scary. Oh, why? Are the, yeah, it's, it's, it's just such a fucking, a weird thing too, because we know that the pharmacy companies are just, or big pharma companies, they're, they've always been like non-reliable and evil crooks. Just look at like the uh, Oxycontin shit, you know, yeah. the dope stick stuff. Like, what was that all about? They knew exactly what that was. They knew exactly it was heroin in a pill form and, and just passed it out because you get m- so much money. You get people hooked and you create the narrative and you pocket money. And then the only fine you'll have to pay is a money fine. You won't have to go to prison because they never fucking go to prison. Well, they hardly ever get fined either. Um, And that was already known. Like the um, Oxycontin scandal and um, that was already known when the COVID vaccine came out. Yet everybody was looking at these pharmaceutical companies like they were gods. Like they want to help us and they want to save us. And everybody forgot about that. It's so creepy. Do you think there's like a like a bigger picture of like some kind of world domination by the elites? Do you buy into that or no? I don't know. I mean, Bill Gates seems a little off to me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that dad body he's got there? That veggie that, that veggie burger body he's fucking got going on there? Preaching That's people right. to eat that shit. <laughs> Man looks pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't thought about that too much, but I just. <laughs> just go in your porn history. It's all fucking Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very <laughs> weird kink. She's got a type. <laughs> She's got a type. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. Why do you think that, um, like people with a lot of money did not take the vaccine? I don't know. Or don't don't take vaccines in general? Just the more time goes on and the more shitty the world gets, like financially, like I, I can't, I can't make out if it's just like, if these people are such dumb fucks that they can't run the country properly, or is it on purpose to keep people pretty much like brainless and sheep and 
you know, just extract money and, and that's all they see people as. It's just like this source of money. Well, I think a lot, I think the biggest issue with our government is that they cater to these big corporations that donate to them and they don't cater to the greater benefit of the country. Look at our school system. So I live downtown Chicago. Nobody wants to send their kids to public school. Nobody. Everybody chooses private school, Mm -hmm. which is around for elementary school, $50,000 a year because our public schools are so bad. So our school system is absolutely terrible. They don't invest any money they into that. They don't pay teachers properly, but we have billions and billions of dollars to send to other countries. Look at our homeless population and yeah. what's going on on the West Coast with homeless camps and people overdosing on drugs and people being addicted to drugs and living on the street. You would There's, consider that that's a failed project, right? Like if you were to look at that from the outside, you would say like whoever's in charge of that has failed, correct? That's a failed project. Yes, absolutely. How is that person making six figures that's in charge of that? But it, but the scary thing is it's not just one person, right? There's many, many, many people making six right. figures that are in charge of these initiatives that they don't ever get solved. They don't get better. Seemingly, they get worse. On purpose or what? I don't know. I don't like know. Is, is there a motive to keep it that bad? I, I can't fathom a motive. The motive would be money, but how do you tie in money to that? Well, I guess, I guess then there's no, there's no reason to resolve the homeless crisis if once it's resolved, you are no longer making $300,000 a year, right? I mean, I guess that's it. But like, but how do you keep your job with no improvement, right? If you're in charge of this initiative to get homeless people housed and year after year after year, there's more people on the streets, how are you still in charge of this? Let's break it down for the listeners at home. If I'm a fucking NASCAR driver, all right, and we got 30 people racing, and every single time I race, after two laps, I crash into the fucking wall and my car explodes. Every single race. Every <laughs> single one. And you got to rebuild my car and you send me back out there to do it again, knowing exactly what the fuck I'm about to do again. That second turn, I'm blasted right into the goddamn wall. I would have to say you're a bad driver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't keep me. You would say, all right, well, this clearly isn't working. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really disappointing. It's really disappointing. I do think that there are so many, like, I still think we live in a fantastic and beautiful place. And I still think we're so lucky that we were born here. And Mm -hmm. I never, ever take that for granted because when you look around the world, there's, there's a lot of places you would never, ever want to be born into. So you know, I don't want to always focus on like, there's so much wrong here and there's so much going wrong here. I mean, there are issues, of course, there are issues in every country in the world. But yeah, I try to keep that in mind too, that we do, we have a lot of freedoms. You know, we live, we live a very privileged life and 
there are these issues and we're, you and I are very lucky that for the most part, they don't impact us greatly. And, you know, I just wish for those people that there was more help for them. Yeah, we're the 1% of the world. And I think people forget that. And you need to really realize because all over the world, like people are waking up and like their fucking homes will be gone. Like their brother is dead. Their mom is dead. Their dad is dead. You know, Mm -hmm. people are missing in the streets. They don't have a bed to sleep in. They don't have food to eat that night. You know, they don't give a fuck if they have work. They're trying to survive. Like it's all about survival. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's pretty amazing that you cannot have a job here and you still get paid to not have a job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely systems in place to help people, um, in those situations. And I think that that is exactly what taxpayer money should be going to because, you know, nobody's life is perfect. People fall on hard times and, in those instances, when you do, you need that help. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So it's like projects like that are wonderful, wonderful. But when it comes to like, cause they take a, they take a fuck ton of money out of taxes. And a lot of that money goes to, you know, sending your money to fucking Ukraine or Israel or like, you know, um, wars. Yeah. You know? dropping those bombs and you don't get a say to where your money goes. It just goes to that war machine. And it seems that every year more and more of your money goes, right? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you yeah. agree? Yeah, totally. And, and there, there are certain things that I'm okay um, paying for. Like when you have situations going on in the world like now multiple wars i i feel pretty safe that the us has a very strong military presence and you know that's something that i think is worth safety is always worth it right like to feel a sense of safety that's worth it um you know it's just like you said you don't really get a say in where this money actually goes yeah i think it I think it's worth it up to a point because how many more nuclear bombs do you need to create? Like yeah. two, two will fucking like, if we send two and someone else sends two, someone else sent the world's done. You yeah. don't need to have 1500. What's the point of that? There's zero point. That's true. That's true. And I don't know, you know, there's always advancements. There's always military advancements and, Technology advancements in technology within the military that you would want to fund. Um, when are they but- gonna advance some like sex toys for guys? Because the shit out here is bonkers. Oh, do you still have that thing nailed to your uh, yeah, side of your bed? It, yeah, it fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it, or did you hear it? <laughs> yeah, the, te- <laughs> the technology is so outdated. <laughs> Well, I feel like they don't focus on, I don't know. I don't know who they are. I don't, I don't know, but I feel like maybe that's not um, a concern because they like guys are just so simple, right? They, they're happy with their hand and well, I'm not, Oh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm the 1% of the 1%. <laughs> Jesus. 
I'm fucking spoiled. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about myself during this podcast. Like actually right now. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Well, I, I don't know. I, I haven't thought about the uh, advancement in sex toys for men, but maybe this is your calling. Well, listen, you get like three splinters in your wiener. I mean, you're going to say something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enough of that shit. Jesus. <laughs> it's a huge industry, though, you know? Like, porn is such a huge industry. It's gargantuan. Have you ever subscribed to anybody on OnlyFans? No. Never. I've never subscribed to a porn website. Never subscribed to an OnlyFans I don't even think you're allowed to search pages without subscribing to OnlyFans, right? I like I can't even look at someone. I don't know. I've never gone to the site or is it an app or a website? I sound so old. I don't know. Um I think it's both. It's probably both this day and age. But how do you find somebody that you want to pay and subscribe to unless you can see their content? Right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's a good question. A lot of people use social media like uh, Instagram and just okay. post their shit on there. Okay. With a link saying, check this out on OnlyFans. So I think that's how they market it. They use the free social media sites to market their OnlyFans with the website link. Okay. I have a question for you. Mm. So I just saw this post on Instagram. It was, I believe, an ex NBA player. He caught his or found out that his wife had an OnlyFans and she's filming them having this argument, him saying like that he found out about it and he's really upset about it and he's disappointed about it. First of all, she's completely violating his trust by filming him during this conversation because he looks at her and he's like, you're filming me? Why are you filming me? Um, But she's saying... It's my body. It's my choice. You don't get a say in this. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And then she posts this video on Instagram, right? Like, I'm going to do this. It's my body. And I didn't have to tell you. So how? what do you think of that? And if you were married to somebody in in this situation, how would you feel? When someone plays, like, when someone gets, like, that offended, like, right off the bat, like, you know they're wrong or you're over the target. Like, they're doing something wrong. You know, mm-hmm. if they get that defensive, like you, you, so you said that she is married to an ex NBA player, so they have money, right? You'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. I'd I'd imagine so. She's probably well taken care of. Why the fuck would you need to do that? There's no. It seems like there's no financial incentive to do that. If and I don't know who these people are, but if she was taken care of and they're living a pretty nice lifestyle because we know that NBA players get paid a, a fuck ton of money. Like what would be the point of starting an only fans? Okay. That but let's like kind of jealousy. Maybe that all this, the spotlight was on him, but let's say they did need the money. Let's say he blew all the money or, you know, they blew all the money. Let's say they bought a okay. big house. They lived beyond their means. He's not playing anymore. Um, they got used to a lifestyle and now they don't have that same kind of money yeah. and access to things Fair. that 
she wants. He seemed fine. He seemed comfortable. He didn't okay. seem like, you know, thank you for doing this because now we can pay <laughs> our electricity, you know? Right. Yeah. But, but the devil's let's, advocate. Yeah. Let's just yeah. say. Okay. So like still you would have to have that conversation since there's two of you in the fucking video. Like you can't just go ahead and posting my butt cheeks on some kind of fucking porn website without my consent. Oh no, she- no. It was, it was only her on OnlyFans. Oh, okay. It was only her. <laughs> she, <All right>. wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't exploiting him. It was only her. Oh, all right. <laughs> I might be gay. <laughs> Why? You're like, you gotta tell me if you're gonna do that. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I don't know. I don't know. I okay. So she has her OnlyFans and I mean shit. They're married or no? Yes. Yes. They're married. Okay. Okay, so me, yeah, I would say that's a problem, especially if you don't talk to me and we don't agree on it. Yeah. That's like, that's trust issues right there. And how do you fucking build off of that? You can't. There's no trust there. I don't trust you with anything then. And I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think probably the reason that she did it without telling him is because she knew that he wouldn't like it. And yeah. so you're in a marriage, you're in a partnership, and that does seem like some that does seem like a decision you would want to want your spouse to be okay with because it is like an intimate thing. And if he was going around showing his dick to women, would you be like, well, it's your body. It's your choice. No. I could just be like going to a mall in a trench coat. Hey, take a look. <laughs> That's the way you made it sound. This guy's just going flashing his wiener in front of everyone. <laughs> Unsolicited. Yeah, I don't I don't think she would love that. So, and hey, I is feel that like- Sbarro's pizza? You want some sausage with that? Ah! <laughs> And then she finds out because he gets arrested. He's like, well, it's my body, my choice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I want to. Well, so you don't know the answer to this story? God damn it. Now I'm curious. I want to know what she's like, what's happening with this? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, She seemed very adamant that, you know, she was going to continue doing this and she was very excited about the money she was making. Um, You know, she also was defensive about the fact that it was just like pictures and videos of herself and not with like another person or another man. So she didn't feel like it was cheating or any sort of betrayal, but he seemed to view it as a betrayal. And I think that that's fair. And I think that if your partner feels betrayed by something you're doing, they're entitled to that. You know, as long as it's reasonable, they're, they're entitled to that. And if it's a good marriage and partnership, you probably don't want to make your spouse feel like that. Okay. If if that's this, this situation we're talking about right now, if, if he says, no, fuck that, let's get a divorce. Do you, what are your thoughts on that? It, her entitlement to half of his earnings after that? Yeah, I think that's, you know, based, 
I don't think that the reason for the divorce should impact that because that's going to be based on the length of their marriage. That's going to be based on whether or not she was home raising their children during the marriage. Um, you know, her, I don't know. I'm not sure. I would add a curveball to that. Right. Yeah. That her being a mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think that her being entitled to any assets should be impacted by their decision to get a divorce. Honestly, even affairs and cheating, I don't think that that should impact someone's entitlement to the marital assets because there are laws in place for that reason. And it's usually about the length of your marriage and whether or not you have children, who's been supporting those children, you know, what your role is in raising those children. So I think all that matters much more. Yeah, there's been some some wild figures I've seen that just like the uh, some of the maintenance stuff. And I don't know. I'm sure there's like a lot in the background that I don't care to read about. But like when I see something like I think it was Dr. Dre's ex-wife was demanding. It was like one point five million a month or something wild like that. Mm -hmm. It got denied. But that just, I saw that I was like, that's fucking crazy. At one point five million. But what you're saying is, if they were together throughout that whole thing, and like if that's what it, if that's like the law in place, you don't see anything wrong with that. Like if that's what it is. So typically, I'm not a lawyer. Um, <laughs> I will say that for your you're audience. A professor. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a lawyer, so. Typically, there's a lifestyle established by the time a divorce occurs. That's what and it was. What, yeah, you're right. And what the courts will look at is what is the cost of this lifestyle because they typically don't want the children to suffer. They want the children to be able to maintain the lifestyle that they have had while their parents were together. So if they're going to a school that costs $100,000 a year and they have a hobby that costs $50,000 a year and you know whatever else these children need maybe there's some sort of therapies that they go to whatever the court will look at the cost of all of that and as long as it's still financially feasible for the parents you know to support that that's typically where those numbers come from you're a lawyer you said Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you sound pretty damn good. I'm I'm just so fucking happy I'd never gotten to that. Like I got divorced, but I, I, you know, I didn't have a lot of money, so it's like there's no there's like no complications of her wanting to take me and try and you know score half of what I had. I mean, it just it just seems like the more. In some of these situations, the more money you have, it just seems like shit gets fucking ugly. And you think that if you have all this money, like your life is, it could be so much better. And I think money does make you happier, but there's a lot of cases that show the opposite of that. I, I think it comes down to like who the fuck you are, I guess, mm -hmm. because 
let's say that if you're born into, I don't know, let's just say your dad's a billionaire or something. Like, where is your motivation to, to do anything? You know, like if you know that you're going to get money, like when you're 18 or something, your life is taken care of. Mm-hmm. Like, where, where do you find the drive? I'm sure there are some people that find drive and, but I like it, imagine not having something that you care about so deeply, something that you want to win, something that you're passionate about. That just seems like a, a life full of, it just seems empty and gray to me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I would think that if that's your situation, like if you have a lot of money and your children are used to a very comfortable lifestyle, personally, what I would do, I'm not in that situation. I don't have millions and millions of dollars, but um, I think the best thing to do in that situation would be to really instill in your children that like some sort of hobby like I do think that money does make people happy because they have the ability to pursue their passions but if you don't have if you're not passionate about anything and you're not interested in anything then your life with money is still going to be very empty so if you have a lot of money and you're raising children let those children explore everything that they want to explore from the arts and music and sports, right? And just hope that they land on something that they love and they want to do and let them do it as much as possible. Get them every private coach you can because that could be their passion for life and they could turn that into a business. They could coach other kids, right? If you're in a position where you don't need money, yeah, you can really do a lot of good with your hobbies and interests. That's the thing. See, there's an emphasis when you don't have money, there's an emphasis on starting something to make money. But if you have money, you don't have that emphasis on money. So you have to find something you enjoy doing just for the passion of it. But right. sometimes like, uh, all right, do I want to become a chef? I could just buy a chef. <laughs> You know, so there's like circumstances like that. Yeah. The parenting, like Joe Rogan's kids, for example, like he just came into a fuck ton of money. Like, I mm-hmm. wonder, I, I wonder what he's doing with his kids. Cause he came up, like he talks about that. He was in like kind of like a impoverished lifestyle for a little bit and he had to grind and he had to work and he had to take these failures, which developed him in being the person. Cause there was no fucking safety net. There was none. Right. Jump out and fucking like you don't take failure as an option. Whereas people with a lot of money have that safety net. So will they ever give it 110%? Because if they fail, who gives a fuck? Still got a hundred million dollars in my bank account. Doesn't matter. I think some of that too is mindset and how you're raised too, right? The values and morals that your parents instill in you. Like if your parents are just like, all right, fine, you know, here's 5,000 bucks, go to the mall with your friends, whatever. Like it also depends how much your parents invest in you when you're raising kids with that kind of wealth. And Joe Rogan does talk a lot about 
his not a lot but he occasionally will talk about things he says to his kids he seems like a very good dad he seems like yeah he gives good advice and he's really involved and just speaking about him and money on this topic i thought this was so fucking cool today i started listening to the newest episode of his podcast with elon musk and uh-huh. this is what i loved about it so elon showed up with um one of the new trucks that he designed and they were talking and Joe was like, Oh, I want to, let's go shoot an arrow into it. And you know, cause it's supposed to be bulletproof. So yeah. he was like, well, let's see if we could shoot an arrow into it. And they're like, okay, let's go. And they yeah. go out to the garage and they shoot an arrow into it. And then they start talking about this pizza. Um, and it was a pizza that Joe really liked and Elon had never tried. And Elon's like, let's order it. Let's order it right now. Pineapple and, and anchovies. Yeah. And I just yeah. loved that. I was like, they can do whatever the fuck they want to do and they can do it right now. And it's really yeah. fun to watch that. It really is. Yeah. Those are people that are just living in the moment and they're doing it the right way. I I felt that completely too. Like Elon Musk has so much fucking money, but it's like, he's just like, he wants the experience. It seems like of like being a human being. Yeah. Let's go fucking shoot the truck and see if you can do it right now. <laughs> Supposedly. Yeah. That was so funny. Um, Supposedly he, and I believe I've heard Joe Rogan say this, that Elon lives, he doesn't own a home and he lives in like a $50,000 house. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. There's also stories that he like sleeps on his friend's couches all the time. Cause he's always moving around and then he'll sleep in his factory. He's a weird one. He's very, I swear to God, that man's a Martian. He wants to go to Mars so fucking bad. Something <laughs> like he's a Martian. He wants to go back home. You mean home. He wants, he wants to, go to go back home, home for sure. <laughs> The, the like yeah. obsession and fascination with getting to Mars is and the way he speaks and the way he thinks about things. That's not human. That's not fucking human. Father well, Black. sometimes I think about people like him and just just I know he's kind of controversial, but just um, people that are really innovative and um they almost seem like they've lived a life yeah. before. Like you see these people who are just capable of so much and they're so driven and creative and the I time just travelers. Look, yeah, I just look at them and I'm like, I just feel like you've been here before. <laughs> you see, you get like a, a weird, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like a feeling about Mm -hmm. people like that like something just how how are you like that yeah yeah there's billions of people on earth and you are built completely different right exactly exactly and you know that's something that i think is truly nature in somebody you know he was going to be this way probably no matter what, right? No matter where he started from, no matter what kind of family environment he had, it just seems like he, he was going to be who he is for sure, because he's so unique. Yeah. Because you have nurture. And then do you think Joe was more of like his environment that created him? Maybe, maybe because he seems a little scrappy, right? Like he, um, he seems to have almost lived a lot of different versions of life you know from what he's talked about you know you growing up in different areas on the way mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
Huh. Yeah. Did you listen to the full podcast or no? Not yet. No, I think I'm only, I think I'm less than an hour in. It's a good one. I like it. Did you, you finished it? <laughs> yeah, of course. Those are my favorite ones. Elon Musk on there. Just because the way he talks, it's just uh, like, it's just so fascinating to see someone speak like that. It's just, it blows my fucking mind. It blows it. What did you think of the truck? Just like the design. Did you, do you like the design of that new Tesla truck? Yeah, I fucking love it. You do? Yeah, I fucking love it. It's it's it looks it's ugly as shit, but I fucking love it. It looks so it it's so there's this game that I like, it's called Cyberpunk, it's in the future, and cars look like that, and it just seems like it's it looks like it's from the future. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I haven't seen the interior, but the exterior is just whatever you... to me. It's not like I love it or hate it. It's it's different for sure. You might need one living in Chicago. You know, you know what? That's so funny. I was thinking about this when uh, he was talking about how bulletproof the truck is. And I was like, okay, but the people who need that can't afford it. Like <laughs> the people who need that <laughs> so in my true. city yeah. are not yep. going to be driving around in that. I mean, they're probably going to steal one, but. True. Yeah. No, you're right. That's, that's the catch 22 of life, right? Yeah. Shit. The shit some people need, they can't afford. And it's like. Yeah, that's true. But did, did, does he discuss why that is a feature? Like, was he trying to market these to like. No, he just, or he just simply, or... he simply said that a truck should be strong and tough. Okay. And durable. So that's the only reason. There's no other reason than that. That's so interesting. Cause I, I just don't think of many cars on the road are subjected to gunfire you know on the regular (laughs) but maybe elon knows something i don't yeah probably well yeah (laughs) (laughs) that odd we're gonna switch topics and it's gonna be a uh, very controversial topic okay and uh (laughs) okay (laughs) and this might actually get, get us banned Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So earlier today, I went to uh, my kid's church. And during the whole spiel, I started like, I just, a lot of the stuff they say makes no fucking sense to me. Makes no sense to me. And then seeing all the little kids in the church, I'm just like, okay, why is it okay to push religion on a kid and not their sexuality? And now I am completely against the sexuality thing, but I'm saying that as a point to be made because it's usually the, the conservatives that have the biggest issue with pushing sexuality on kids. But with religion, doesn't this warp their mind at a young age as well of how they, they, they see the world, I guess? Like being lied to? I don't, is that going too far saying lied to? I don't know. There's no, there's no proof 
that this exists, but you're telling someone that cannot understand. It's like an indoctrination to these little kids. And I saw that happening today in real time. Like, because they would have kids go up to the podium and start reading these scriptures. I'm like, there's no way you know what the fuck you're saying. There's no way. You're, you're five years old reading language from 3,000 years ago or whatever it is. It's not even the same like language. You don't know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So like in comparison, I'm just trying to understand. And maybe the, the sexuality part is like maybe there's a better example. I didn't think too much of it. That was just like the first one that came to my mind. But why is it okay to push religion onto kids with no, like, it's almost like, it's almost in, like, go ahead, go do it. Go ahead, go ahead. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. I think that a lot of families or parents feel that their religion is part of their culture. Right. And, and this is a part of our family and this is something that we do. And this is something that we believe in and share together. Um, and I think, you know, there is something about it that's not inherently harmful, right? Like, um, it's, it's not something like you can go to a religious elementary school and, have a very normal childhood and grow up and not regret that because it's not a major life decision. You're not changing your gender and getting a gender reassignment surgery, right? Like those are two very different things. And I think that, um, it's just a a part of a family's culture and that's kind of how they explain it to their young kids. But you're probably right in that they, the young kids don't understand exactly what it is. And I'm curious if you've talked to your son about the religious parts of his school and how he feels about it and what he comprehends about it. Real quick, you said inherently dangerous. It's not inherently dangerous. I agree with that in America, but the issue overseas. So I was looking at religious religion on like a, a worldwide um, plan, I guess. Israel and fucking Palestine. You're indoctrinated as a kid. You're told to fucking kill the person that lives just south of you. Strictly to religion. That seems harmful, doesn't it? That is harmful. Yeah, yeah, I would that agree in, with you. Yeah, that indoctrination. So it's just, it's so fucking complex. I don't think we. I don't. I don't think we should be pushing fucking anything on our kids. I think we should just like. Oh, besides like there are some things like good morals, but I don't think you need religion to have good morals, to be a good person. Um, have I talked to my kid about, what was your question? Yeah. About, have you like, talked religion? to him about the religious classes at his school and how he feels about attending those classes? And what do you think he's comprehending from those classes? I ask questions. So when he when he tells me things that he learned, I'll ask some questions and then he'll also ask questions like why can't I see God? And then I'll kind of like I'm like, yeah, why why can't you see God? What is God? Like stuff like that. Like open-ended questions to kind of get him to think about it even more. 
like use his own brain. I'm not going to tell him because I don't fucking know the answer. So I try to leave it open-ended for him instead. And that's the thing with like, with religion is people tell you like they're sure, like they're for sure. They know the answer when you don't, you do not know the answer. Right. And that would be like, for me saying that I know the answer, that'd be like a religion in itself saying that I know the answer. I don't like scientists. When they say like, when you die, it's just like, that's it. It's the end. It's just black. That to me is a religion because you're so certain on what the fuck happens. You don't know. You haven't died and came back from the dead to tell us you don't know. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's just one thing that bugs me about all this shit. Let's just experience life on the day to day and take in what we can take in. And you should like try to love as much as you can. And we're all human beings. We're going to fuck up sometimes, but let's learn. Let's pass on those things that we failed to our, to our kids. So they don't make the same failures. So they become a better version of us. And at the same time, they can be an individual and truly be who they are without us pushing on an indoctrination. Yeah, it's funny because kids of that age, like elementary school age, they ask hundreds and hundreds of questions a day, and then you put them in some sort of religious program or school, and they probably ask hundreds more questions because <laughs> they're confused. And like For you sure. said, why can't why can't we see God? And what does this mean? And do you believe in God? Right? Like, I'm sure he wants to have these conversations with you. And you're like, son, it's a bit much. It is a bit much. <laughs> son, stop. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. And like people that, I hate talking shit about people, but people that devote their lives to that is just, I just, I just could never understand. And I, I, when I see that, when I see someone that's devoted their life to like the fatherhood or the, like, is it called the sisterhood? I think. I but, don't know. <laughs> I think it's called the fatherhood and the sisterhood. But oh. when I see, when I see that, what I see is that person's parents instilled in that. Like, you, how do you know that's what you wanted when, when you were born? Like, I don't think you got to choose what you wanted. What I'm seeing is like a mirror image, probably like just by looking at you, I can probably tell what your family was like, what your dad was like, what your mom was like. They probably pushed this shit on you so hard. That's what yeah, I, and I Yeah. And I think it's like, um, I think it's if you want to, as a parent, expose your child to a religion or different religions, I think it could be of interest to them. But like you're saying, you probably don't want to force something on them. You want to let them find their way. And as long as you try to guide them to be kind and accepting, then I think that's doing a really good job and just letting them find what they think is true for them. But yeah, I understand why you're probably dealing with this a lot now because your son's getting older and you have to go to these school events. It's probably very strange for you because it's not how we grew up at all. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. We would wake up and go smell shit. <laughs> First thing in the morning, <laughs> a monster that's, and then some shit. That's why we don't believe in God because <laughs> <laughs> we, we were seeing things. 
Yeah, we were sitting in class going, there can't be a God. If I'm forced to sit here. I'm sitting fucking 50 feet from a shit plant and you expect me to believe in God? Go right? fuck yourself. Five days a week for like seven hours a day, plus all of our outdoor sports activities right next to the poo plant. There has yeah. to be some serious like repercussions of that. Like half of our class, honest to God, probably has cancer. I know a few of them do, but like, like, do you honestly to God think that that is a contributor? I, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not an environmentalist, but, but what I can detective and I know you are. <laughs> yeah. I'm a detective. I love a trench coat. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it's healthy to be inhaling toxic fumes day mm. after day, year after year, mm. um, you know, while you're a developing child, while your body and brain are developing to be subjected oh. to that. I, oh, I yeah. don't think that was good for us. Oh, that's just brain damage. Oh, yeah. That's just brain damage 101. Yeah. That's how you that's like a kickstart to life. She Yeah. Imagine if you grew up and you weren't too close your house wasn't too close to the shit plant right no no not no. my house but our okay. high school was literally five feet away from it yeah for those listening our our slogan for school was the swamp and i'm pretty sure that's because we our school was right across the street from a shit plant yeah, you could see it from certain classrooms. You could see it, and you could always smell it. It's just like these white little oval towers, right? That's what it looked like. Some white oval towers. And they then, were like um, like domes, right? They're domes. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it, domes. What else do you remember? A giant American flag. This is American shit right here. What the fuck was the point? Like, this is a joke. This is a goddamn comedy. Oh my gosh. American flag was, honest to God, probably like 200 by 200 feet. Just massive. And it's like right in the shit plant. This is America shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's probably the proudest flag in town. <laughs> Yeah, that was so bad. Um, do you think that was a good school, like academically? Oh, uh, after thinking about this, I'm, I think I want to go back and, and speak my mind just about like why I failed most of my classes. I, like, if I knew not, like, if I knew then what I know now, like that would be my topic. I'd be like, "Well, we fucking our school's right across the street from a ship plant. Of course, I can't fucking concentrate." Jesus. I think, I think the toxic fumes are impacting my education. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do I think it was a good school? I don't, I, I honest to God, I don't have anything to base it off of. I'll say no, probably not. Yeah. No. Yeah. I would. The right answer. <laughs> I, yeah, to me it is because I would agree with that. And what's shocking is that I've, you know, now that I'm looking all over the country at school districts, um, I looked to see now that I have a pretty good idea of like how the school districts get their rating. I looked at that school. It has the highest rating. And Wait, I was what? shocked. Yeah. It Chris has Lake's the health? highest. Yeah. 
has the highest rating of being a good school. Yeah. Get the it, fuck out of here. Yeah, it got a 10. <laughs> it got a 10 out of 10. Someone hacked into that. I think so. I was shocked. Someone I was like, with there's... their brain warped by poo particles hacked into that shit. Yeah, and it was really interesting because some of our elementary, not our elementary, but some of our middle schools from that mm-hmm. area were pretty, they were rated pretty low. And so I thought, I was like, I wonder if that's when it started. Like maybe our middle schools were like really not great schools. And then by the time we got to high school, was it a good school? And we had just already been set back. Um, I don't know, but I was really, really shocked to see that it got the highest educational rating because I I remember, yeah, I remember it being pretty bad. How did you do in school? How did I do in school? Well, on the days that I went, not very good. (laughs) My dad used to joke every year that he was going to get the, one of the school admins a Christmas present because she would call him like three times a week being like, where's your kid? She's not in school. But for me, I don't know if I, once again, this is full circle back to naps and sleeping it was really hard for me to wake up that early for school. And I missed a lot of school because I was always exhausted. Well, like the expectation is for fucking developing kids to wake up at 4.45 a.m. Right. Yeah. You know, And that was like, really my. hard for me. And, um, you know, now it's so interesting. Like my parents are really hard on me about that. Like, wake up, wake up. And now I have a daughter and... She's very, very young, but she sleeps a lot. She's a great sleeper. She sleeps like 10 to 12 hours a night and she wakes up between 8 and 9 a.m. And my heart's going to break for her when she starts school if I have to force her to wake up because if she's sleeping like that, that means her body needs the rest. She's mm-hmm. growing. And now that I understand that, I think it's so harsh to have that expectation of kids. Yeah, where did the where did that come from? Is it was it's, it like because the factory working? I don't know, but it's it's possible that's why. But what's really strange is that it doesn't it at least it no longer aligns with working parents' schedules. Like I think most a lot of schools get mm. out at three thirty. Most parents work till five or six o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why school is set up that way. Um, the whole system is just barbaric to me. It is. And it's really sad now. You know, most kids have both of their parents working. And because like we already talked about, the cost of living is so high. And yeah, it's it's probably more difficult now than it was when we were growing up. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, shit, Father Bach. Let's wrap this sucker up. We already went over. Um because we started at, I think a half hour late or an hour late. Yeah, none of our pro- sorry. None of our, none of our, no, it's not you. I'm just saying it's Sometimes you know you live in 2023 and technology still doesn't fucking work. So get it together, Bill Gates, you son of a bitch. <clears throat> we can <laughs> blame this on him too. <laughs> Go eat some more <laughs> fake meat, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and fix my Wi-Fi bill. <laughs> 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 While you're at it. <laughs> <laughs>
get them <laughs> while you're at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for being here and spending some time with us and uh, chatting about some interesting topics. I was going to let you, usually at the end of the podcast, I let people shill out their social media, but you are the only person in the world that does not have one. So if you want to yes. like leave people so, with maybe like you're like, are you a Taurus? Are you a, you know, a Gemini? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Um, let's just, let's just say that um, they'll never find me. So. <laughs> My hat just flew off. Um, but I do want to say thank you. I love talking to you. And um, you were saying like, the social media stuff. We have to have a whole other conversation. That was something I thought we were going to talk about. We didn't get to talk about. So on another podcast, if you're interested, we have to have that conversation because I love talking to you about that. But um, I just want to say, I adore you. You are such a good friend. You are such a good dad. And I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. We got that on uh, record as well. So I'll replay that tonight while I'm sleeping. (laughs) <laughs> thank you that's so nice i think the same of you and you've always been so supportive of me and i appreciate it i mean everything you say you, you stay up late with me and we'll, we'll text each other and that's nice i mean you just being there means a lot because not too many people are so thanks for having the uh i don't know i don't want to use the word faith because i just talk so much shit <laughs> about religion but i don't know a, a better word but thanks for having so much faith in me and um uh, yeah, I love that we rekindled, reconnected, and uh, we're talking. And thanks yes. for coming on the podcast. Let's uh, let's definitely do this again because we can probably spend another two hours just talking about that social media aspect. Yes, you have a lot of interesting thoughts on it, and yeah. I have some thoughts. So I love having that conversation with you. So we'll do that another time. But thank you. It was so good to talk to you. All right. You're the man, Father Bach. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you, BJ. All right. Everyone at home, thanks for listening. Peace.